The Money Show. Other people's money. Other people's money this evening on a day where the U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has warned that a failure to raise the U.S. debt ceiling is going to have dire consequences. Um, It's a regular standoff in terms of the American political framework. The federal government can borrow money, uh, but it will run out by early June because it's going to get to a point, and it's sitting, I think, the current debt ceiling is sitting, the limit is $31.4 trillion. And so Congress has got to approve a higher debt ceiling. And because the House of Representatives uh, is split and because uh, the Republicans is the uh, Democrats, these things tend to go down to the wire. So, yeah, there's big fear building in the United States. It may have contributed to today's dollar weakness. Well, you know Bantu Holomisa is the founder and leader of the UDM. He's the former head of the then Transkei Defence Force. He was commissioned as an officer in 1978. He rose very, very quickly up through the ranks. He was also one of the first black people to undergo the SA uh, South African Staff and Management uh, training at the Army College in Pretoria. He then became overall commander in the Transkei Defence Force less than a decade after being commissioned as uh, a major general. Uh, in 1987, he became in charge of the Transkei Defence Force and a year later chucked out Stella Sikau, uh, who would later on become a minister in Nelson Mandela's government. Um, it, it feels like a, 20 lifetimes ago, Bandu Misa, but I mean, that stuff must be etched in your memory as, as clear as yesterday. How are you? Oh, exceptional. I'm, I've been reminiscing about the week that Chris Hani was killed and talking about Justice Malala's book this evening and, and sort of go back to that same sort of era for you at the time where it's very clear that the whole apartheid system is unraveling, the homeland system is unraveling, and you play a very pivotal part, certainly from a Transkei perspective, in kicking out Stella Sikau and then becoming part of the negotiations in 1994, which lead us to 1994. Well, uh, it was an honor to serve the people of uh, Transkei and uh, the the people of South Africa as a whole because uh, Transkei was uh, one of the areas, if not the area, I would have said is a liberated zone uh, where people were free under a military government, speak their own politics, wear their own colors, even colors of, of organizations which were banned like ANC, PAC, and so on. So we we are happy that at least we brought some stability. And uh, as a result, we had a smooth transition uh, between uh, 1989, 90 up to 94, whereas in other homelands, People were destroying properties and there was a resistance to change. And uh, I think uh, the decision we took in 1987-88 uh, to collaborate with the liberation movement movements, uh, those who were still in exile and the people of Transkei helped us a lot. It must have been very strange you're unseated the woman who would become the public... Uh, what, what job did Celeste have? I think she was Minister of Public Enterprises 
in the Mandela government. You got a, a deputy minister's job briefly in that government. It must have been a bit strange um, in that environment, sort of people working together with the government of national unity. You had de Klerk in there. You had Selesikau in there. I mean, what a, was it a constructive working arrangement, all of these people with fundamentally different ideas and belief systems trying to run a country? Well, as far as Transkai was concerned, uh, you will recall that uh, we didn't uh, harass uh, Minister Stella Stau or Prime Minister Stau. In fact, on the day of the coup, I spoke to her because she called and said, uh, Hey, you young boys, what nonsense are you talking about? <laughs> she was in Japan on a holiday. And then I said, uh, Mama, we soldiers have decided to take over. So it's, it's not my personal decision. It's a mandate from the soldiers. And then uh, I asked her, I said, one thing uh, we will, I will be presenting to the cabinet is that you must get your pension and you, and you get your pension monthly. You will choose security of your choice, security personnel of your choice and will give you a vehicle. And when you want to fly out of Tata or anywhere, we will pay for your ticket. If you go abroad, you will get your first class ticket. But in terms of uh, running the country, no, it's us now, not, not you anymore. So she accepted that. So by the time uh, we decided to join the CODESA, what, uh, negotiations, we requested uh, her to lead the Transkai Independence Political Party, which she was in he head of, and be part of uh, negotiations uh, with some soldiers. And that was smooth. So there has never been any animosity or personal vendettas between the two of us. But I was surprised when I went to the to the Truth and Reconciliation Commission to ask the commissioners to compensate the families of the deceased soldiers who were killed in an abortive coup in 1990 uh, on the occasion uh, of where the clerk uh, opted to want to change the 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 the, 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 the the, the, the government in Transkai through military means. But of course, as we all know, they failed dismal. But in the process, some members of the Transkai Defense Force were killed. And then I said, those families give, uh, must be compensated because we were there for, to, to, to clean up the administration. So I made a reference uh, to the effect that uh, the two million rands paid by Saul Kessner uh, <clears throat> was divided amongst the cabinet ministers. Unfortunately, uh, uh, Stella was part of that and others. Yeah. So I listed all those uh, cabinet ministers. So then the ANC said, no, why are you accusing <laughs> Stella? Of I said, no, you're out of order. Uh, and, and then they kicked, and then they kicked you out. Of course, and was it? Did you at that uh, point real, realize that we were uh, on a, as a country? on a slippery slope because we were compromising and bending over for each other and not sticking to first principles of integrity and honor right from the very start. And I wonder, you know, where, 
we started backsliding in terms of this great dream of a successful and cohesive democracy? I think uh, that's why Matima, eight days after I left ANC, because I said to them, you are the last ones to want to, 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 to preside over my fate because you are conflicted as ANC. The same Sol Kersner. Uh, when I mentioned the name Sol Kersner, some of you panicked beyond comprehension because Sol Kersner had uh, paid two million also to the ANC. So you cannot uh, discipline me. Let's have somebody, uh, an, an independent body to, to discipline me. So they didn't want to listen. I said, go jump. I'm not going to be part of you. And I think I made a wise decision. The mess that we're in right now, we you, you, said, you said something, and I'm not too sure when it was, that we need a single banner opposition party to unseat the ANC. I'm not sure when you made that statement, but it's, it's a, a statement through with which I think many people would relate to. I made that statement at Galaga Estate uh, three weeks ago when okay. we had the uh, UDM National General Council in looking at uh, the road we have traveled in the last three years after COVID and also in preparing preparing for next year's election. And uh, so I maintained that uh, <clears throat> there's not a single political party from the opposition benches which can uh, remove the, uh, the African National Congress uh, to punish it because it has abandoned the original agenda, that of improving the quality life of all so they have opted to line their pockets and so on so i said you need another a new alliance because the tripartite alliance as we know it in south africa has 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 not done well for south africans so it has failed south africans so we need another alliance so in doing so this time around, you have to copy what is going on across uh, uh, in the oppos- in the ruling party. ANC is, is composed of hardline socialists, capitalists, religious groupings, uh, you name it, traditional leaders. So there's nothing stopping us in the opposition benches to say, all right, why don't we come up with similar arrangements? Because... A people of South Africa is a rich, we are rich in diversity. And there's no one who's going to just stand there in the mountain and say it's him or her. Even the ANC couldn't do that. So where are we sitting now? Um, my my reading, and as, as a very distant observer of South African politics, is that very few people within opposition parties trust each other with any degree that would get a cohesive single opposition force, where John Stierney hasn't launched his moonshot pact, and I think uh, moonshot down is is more appropriate. You've made your appeal. Um, it, it just there, there's insufficient trust. I mean, there's uni- people are united in their revulsion of the way in which the ANC is running the country, but have not got enough to sort of connect them in a sustainable and cohesive way to offer South Africans a better alternative? 
Well, what I like about the opposition parties is that uh, when we have a common interest, we immediately close ranks. Uh, the Tulima the, Donzella the, 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 the Commission's uh, findings uh, on Gandla would have not seen the light had it not been for the opposition parties. Yeah. We also claim legitimately so, that the Zondo Commission would have not come to send the light if it were not for the opposition parties. So we closed ranks. Even in 2016, after local government elections, I brought everybody around the table. Look, EFF on the far left and Freedom Front Plus on the far right. And I said, guys, we are not uh, enemies. Let's, we might be opponents, but if a pipe has burst in your neighborhood, it is not best only for hardline socialists or capitalists. Let us work together and compare notes. I think we can remove the ANC in the big metros. And we did exactly that. But the, the recent one by... Uh, Stian Hazen, I think he made a mistake because this issue of coalition has always been on the agenda of the forum of the opposition parties. But all of a sudden, he surprised us when he decided that uh, he's going to ask his, his private secretary to invite us to go and board this uh, uh, whatever jet or whatever going to the moon. But we said, go go to your moon, then come back. You, we are going to sit down with you when you are back, because this forum has saved South Africa. But it's, it strikes me that when there is a mutual enemy or a mutual issue to fight, that's fine. But I don't know if this one... Anyway, let, let's move off the politics and let's talk about money, because that's why we've asked you to come here. Um um, have you, you, you were in the military, so you would have had a military salary. You moved into politics, you got a ministerial salary for a little bit, a deputy minister's salary for a bit. You then went into and created an opposition political party. You've been paid as a, an opposition political party leader, um, a decent enough living, but it's not the sort of living that makes anybody rich, is it? Well, I, I guess you have invited a wrong person to, for, for your show this evening. Wrong, wrong people are the best people on money because that's where we often learn the most. Anyway. The reason is that I'm not knowledgeable much in that field, but uh, let me just give you uh, my brief uh, background. You know, when I became a uh, head of uh, government, uh, when we overthrew uh, the government in Transkei, I retained my basic salary as the head of Transkei Defense for similar like a DG. I didn't take the salary of Delastao uh, Matanzimas, nor did I move to a state house or use their official uh, government vehicles, those uh, black vehicles and so on, big black uh, Mercedes Benz. I retained the, the car I was driving in the military. So, <clears throat> When it comes to the issues of money, I still remember vividly when I left my ANC in 94, uh, when I was asked rather 
to join ANC and go to parliament. I took early retirement because I had already finished 18 years. In terms of our act, it allowed us. So I took an early retirement. But as you might probably aware, the ANC government punished me up until 2004 when they gave me my pension. From 1994, 10 years, I I struggled. So I went back to parliament. I believe mainly to, and I'm always satisfied with my salary. I don't have to stress myself with my kids, my wife, my house is fine. And uh, when people come and ask for money, for fees, school fees, uh, burying their, their loved ones, they always knock at my door. I always say, that so to me it's not a priority to talk about big monies i'll make an example for instance let people know it i've never like maybe that's why utm is not growing <laughs> i don't have time to go to a big business or mr so-and-so and go and ask for money driving my x5 and then i come to his offices i need money for for elections. All what I've done in the UTM, I said to the guys, you can get a loan from the bank. I've got two properties in in Transkai, which I bought. You, that, that would be enough security for you. I don't have time to go and ask for money from this and this person and so and so. So you can ask, call all of them. They will tell you, Wolomisa has never been to Anglo-American, have never been to country, uh, company X and asking for money. That's not me. That's why I'm saying you have the wrong person for your no, show not, today. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, it, it talks <laughs> to us about principles. It talks to us about the way in which you're wired. Um, when you look at the business interests of people in politics and the business interests of family members in politics and the huge conflicts of interest that it brings up, should you form part of a united government, non-ANC government in the future? Would you be keen on banning anybody within government who holds an official position, who draws a state salary from doing business for themselves? Well, there are laws in this country, like uh, as members of parliament, we declare. Uh, I declared my interests as well. So if people stick to that, and if you are found to be lying, then this is when the punishment should kick in. Either you are removed from that position, it would serve as a lesson uh, to even other junior officers, officials. But here at home, it's common that ministers, they, are, they get monies not through their companies they have declared, but through illicit means. We've heard well, what, what was happening at Zondo Commission. Yeah. So if, if, if that is going to be the rule, then forget that you will ever uh, be standing in a position of authority and say, don't steal. People are going to point fingers at you and say, but you are also stealing. Yeah. 
How much? We, we're in a bit of a bad space at the moment as a country. I think, you know, uh, Sazri are warning today that they can't guarantee insurance in the face of a grid collapse. We know ESCOM's in trouble. We know that budget's constrained. We know that poor people are struggling, particularly in South Africa, and are struggling more and more than at any other time in our modern democracy. How are you? How confident are you that this is a project that can be turned around? This is a country that can be rescued. Well, I'm optimistic that uh, we can uh, turn the situation around as long as we are honest to in addressing the problem, not but not to rely on spinning everything in front of us. Even on this issue of economy, there, there there's history in this country. The homelands uh, were run, they were uh, employing people. Central government then was also employing people because the state uh, intervention in the economy was defined. It was clear what support is needed from the state. And But today you will find that uh, thing which was not common Every company, everyone who's establishing a company today, he, he or she wants to win a government tender. Not even interested in becoming a wealth creator in order to generate uh, revenue and also to employ people. So there is a lot which needs to be uh, attended to, but it forget that the, 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 the current government can self-correct itself. That is why last year or 2021, I said South Africa needs to have an interim government. Let ANC go out and sort its problems outside and then come back in 2024. But for us to hear and see what the Zondo Commission, the Bosasa scandals were, 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 were revealing, it told us that this thing is rotten. The whole body, politic of the ruling party is rotten. But so we, come 2024, let's, let's have a new face. Bantu so we must leave it there. Leader of the UDM this evening. Other people's money. Thank you.